listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host Taylor and welcome back to another Wednesday. I hope you guys have had a great week so far. I hope that everything is going great. I mean for me life is hectic and to say hectic let me give you a little synopsis about what this week, the next week, and the week after look like. Okay just real quick before we hop in. So right now for this week that this episode is coming out On the Thursday after this episode comes out, I'm leaving and going to Tennessee on a retreat, okay? And I will be off the grid. No phone, no internet, no laptop, no work, nothing, which is going to be amazing. However, there's so much to get done that I need ready to go before I leave. And so what this week has really looked like has been me like hectically trying to catch up and like get ahead at the same time, like storing up on episodes. Like I recorded two podcast episodes yesterday. I'm recording this one today. Like it's going a little crazy over here, doing all that crazy editing, crazy outlining, getting stuff organized for like, she's going places, socials, doing stuff for my freelance job, doing stuff for classes. Oh my gosh, all of my classwork. Like it, it is literally a zoo over here. So please bear with me if I feel a little scattered today, but that's I mean, what's a better time to do an episode about balancing your life and balancing out all of the crazy things that y'all are doing than right now, right when I'm in the thick of like, okay, it is time to balance and let's see if we can do it well. So I really wanted to do this episode because I have gotten so many messages of y'all asking me how I manage all of the stuff that I'm doing, like DMs constantly about you guys being like how like I'm barely able to keep up with like just my schoolwork alone like how are you doing so much like how does all of that even happen where's the time in the day please hype me up Taylor please give me motivation on top of it I forgot I wasn't gonna even include this but like planning a wedding on top of everything I'm doing life is crazy over here and y'all want all of my tips and so the real question is is how do you balance it all and I definitely have not mastered it but I think I have, like, gotten into, like, a good routine where I'm in, like, a healthy place with balancing my life, and so here are just a few of my tips. I'm going to make this episode shorter in the spirit of y'all are busy, and so we're going to condense some advice down and hopefully give you guys some encouragement on this Wednesday so you can go out and apply these things and take control and balance your life. Okay, first one which is going to be like your least favorite, I think. But the first things first that you have to do if you want to like properly balance your life is cut things that don't serve you. And I know that sounds like an absolute nightmare because you're like, Taylor, that's not what I'm asking you. Like, I'm telling you, I have 12 things I have to do. You're supposed to just tell me how I'm supposed to manage it all. You're not supposed to tell me to get rid of some of the 12 things. But you're never going to be able to balance too many things. But everyone has their own, like, threshold of what they can handle. So, like, my version of too many might be fine for someone else. Or someone else's version of, like, I'm doing way too much isn't even enough for me. You know, so, like, everyone has their own threshold of what they can handle. So, the biggest thing is know yourself and do a little audit of your life and be like, okay, am I overwhelmed? Are all of these things 
serving me? The answer is probably no. There's probably a couple things that you're involved in right now. I mean, I can think of things that I'm involved in right now that, like, if I cut, my life would not be over. It would honestly, like, be helpful because it's just, like, brain space in your head that, like, it, that is, like, prime retail, okay? And so when you're involved in too many things or you have too many obligations or too many responsibilities or too many things are consuming your attention you, like, will not be able to succeed at anything, truly, because, like, it's just no success even feels that great because you're just, like, next thing, next thing, next thing, and it's these, like, huge lists of things that almost feel like they never end, and so that would definitely be my first tip is do a serious audit, like, literally write down everything that you're involved in, and I encourage you to cut some things, especially if they're not serving you or if you're just, like, I'm just doing this out of obligation or, like, I don't even like doing it, cut it because, it's just going to give so much more value to the things that you do spend time in and you'll ultimately be happier. So that would just be like base. You're going to want to cut things because the truth of the matter is, is you won't enjoy doing anything if you're doing everything. And that is a hard lesson that I have had to learn because I'm like, what do you mean? But it's like, it just takes, it devalues everything that you're doing because you're just going to hate it and it's all going to just feel like a job. So remember, you won't enjoy doing anything if you're doing everything. So cut some things. The next one, my next tip would be organize your life. And now for some people, they're like, great, I love organizing. But for some people, they're like, I don't even know what that means. I don't physically know how to do that. And so my biggest tip there would be to make technology work for you. And I mean that saying, get a Google Calendar. <laughs> This is my plug for Google Calendar. I love Google Calendar. I live by my Google Calendar. And I, this might be a hot take, like live by Google Calendar versus a written planner. I know. I know. No one come for me. No one get mad at me. Hear me out. The reason why I love Google Calendar so much is because it's so accessible. And for me, like, yeah, it's great having a written planner when I'm like in my classes. But a written planner is not helpful to me if I'm laying in my bed and all of a sudden I, like, for example, my Google Calendar gives me a notification that I'm supposed to be at a meeting in 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally forgot. It's the notifications aspect that is, like, keeps you on track and you're late. Literally, I put everything in there. Like, not even, like, the smallest things. Like, if I'm doing a phone call, I put it there. If I'm in a meeting, I'm putting it there. If I have classes, I'm putting it there. If I'm getting lunch with somebody, I'm putting it there. If I schedule anything that's worth scheduling, workouts, da -da -da. even if I've already done them, I go back and put them in because it's so important to me to like have like a holistic view of like how I'm spending my time. And so Google Calendar is a great tool for you to be able to just put everything in one place. You can color coordinate it to like the best of your ability like if that's your thing it's definitely my thing and so like different things have different colors so, like oh I'm seeing like sage green that means I have a meeting if I see light pink that's like a fun activity dark pink those are my classes this like and I'm able to like quickly look at my calendar and be like okay I have I have a bunch of she's going places stuff today I have some meetings oh and I have lunch just by looking at the colors because I know what everything means and so Google Calendar is seriously a game changer for me I didn't have a Google Calendar first semester freshman year and then Hunter and Nikki actually convinced me to get a Google Calendar and now I'm like the biggest advocate for it I think it's so great you can use it on your computer you can use it as an app and so it's super transferable and it's so great but my favorite feature of Google Calendar is I use the reminders this is also part of the making technology work for you for my to-do list. 
And I know, a there's nothing like a written to-do list. And if you would like to make a written to-do list, go for it. Sometimes I still do it for like that day. But what's great about the reminders is that they, you can just plug them in and they stay at like the top of every day. So like right now it says I have 13 <laughs> reminders and I can go on there and see all this stuff I have to do, whether that's like assignments and you can like set up the reminders to like go, like you can plan them out in advance. And so it's like if you wanted to go through your whole syllabus and put in reminders the night before like a homework was due, you could do that or before tests, quizzes, whatever. Um, and I go through and then the thing is, is you can go on and it literally crosses it off when you say it's done very satisfying but then if you don't finish it it takes it to the next day so like for example I had to call my bank about something that's been on there for three weeks but I see it every day and I'm like Taylor eventually you're gonna have to do this and so I did it today because I was looking at it and I was like I just need this off because it's stressing me out and so definitely make technology work for you um, we live in such like a high-tech world and there's a lot of cons to it but there's definitely a lot of pros in like keeping yourself organized so I definitely encourage you get a Google Calendar literally live by it another way to organize your life is just make to-do lists just do it it's so satisfying crossing off things once you're accomplished like you are going to feel so good about yourself if you can like look at a piece of paper or look at your google calendar at the end of the day and see oh my god i got eight things done on this list and it just it keeps you on track it keeps you in order if you have nothing to do you can make oh what can i go across off on this to-do list it's just keeping you organized it's keeping you on your toes you constantly have something to do and then my last thing about organizing your life is that don't let the little things overwhelm you. I found that a lot of my stress came from a bunch of little things that piled on. And I'm about to like come for all of you because I'm saying stay on top of your texts and emails. I'm talking to the girl who has 30,000 unread emails listening to this. No, because the thing is, is those notifications like subconsciously stress you out and then you're constantly in the back of your head like wondering, shoot, did I miss this email? Did I need to get this email? And then you're like checking spam garbage, but it's because you have no audit of your email. I check my email, all of my emails like five or six times a day and I delete or keep everything. Like right now I have one email. I'm sure if I refreshed it, there'd be 10 more, but it's like I'm constantly on it. So I never let it get above like 40. Or 50 or something. Text. I would be lying if I said that I did this. I probably have 30. I was going to say 30. I probably have 300 unopened text messages. And so I'm adding myself here. Um, I encourage you to stay on top of your text messages. Because there's tons of times rather than I go through. And then I'm like, oh my god, I never answered this person. I'm a horrible person because like the notifications mean nothing to me. <laughs> but I would really encourage you to stay on top of it because once again, it's just the subconscious. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We're all doing things to get better. But another thing about letting little things overwhelm you is I would encourage you to remove notifications from your social media. And now all of you are like, okay, we're discrediting this girl. Um, if this boy slides into my DMs, I need to know ASAP. Like I need my Instagram notifications on. Here's my thing. I do Instagram for work, like I freelance on Instagram, I do She's Going Places work on Instagram, I have my personal, like I have lots of social media accounts and I have all of my social media notifications off because it just like naturally made me anxious. Like I, I just like constantly seeing notifications and every time I checked my phone it was like a chore that there was like something happening on like Instagram accounts that I had to go tend to and then my screen time. 
was like ridiculous and I'd be like okay well I'm working but at the same time then it's like your brain never has time to rest if you're constantly being stimulated with notifications and some of those Instagram notifications are dumb like I don't need to know that so-and-so tagged me in a post or liked my photo or someone liked or commented on a photo I'm tagged in like I don't care I'll find out when I decide to check Instagram you know and so that definitely made a huge difference in like keeping me on track is because a all the notifications don't distract me anymore and B, they don't stress me out. And so definitely would encourage you to do that. Those are just a few tips on how to organize your life. If you want me to go more in depth into organizing, shoot me some DMs, maybe we'll do an episode on it. The next tip that I would say to balance your life is having a healthy relationship with your phone. And I know people are like, what are you talking about? But I've been, like I used to be glued to my phone. Like there was nothing that I did without my phone. Like even like walking from the couch to my room to go grab something, I took my phone. Walking from my room to the bathroom to pee for 10 seconds, had to have my phone. Literally getting up to go get water from the couch to the kitchen, had to have my phone. Like driving in the car, like my phone can't be my purse, it needs to be in my cup holder just in case I need to. Like I was had this like addiction to my phone and it wasn't even intentional, but that's never really how addictions happen. Like. I just, like, could not be separated from it. And even worse, like, I couldn't even just have it near me. Like, it had to be in my hands. Like, that's just, like, unhealthy. And so I've kind of just found that it was making me so anxious. And I wouldn't consider myself, like, a person who has anxiety. But, like, my phone makes me anxious, okay? Like, I will – I don't know if you guys ever feel this way. But, like, sometimes, like, my heart will just, like, kind of start racing. Or, like, all of a sudden, like, my hands will, like, tingle a little bit. Not in, like, a – I'm not trying to be like, oh my god, I'm having a panic attack, but like, just like the idea of like being so overwhelmed, and maybe it's because I have like seven Instagram accounts on my phone, and there's like a constant need for my attention, but it was like there was no rest, and so the biggest thing that I've been doing is creating distance between me and my phone, and because I would, I heard um, Chelsea and JC talking about this on what we said, but they were talking about their relationships with their phones and they're like I would sit on the couch and put my phone on the coffee table and watch tv and be like wow I'm so unplugged right now and I do the same thing and I'm like you're literally watching tv like you're not unplugged at all like that's crazy but it's like oh my god I'm not scrolling on my phone while watching tv so like that's like a step up and it's like that literally cannot be the reality that we're in right now like that is absolute bananas and so it's like when I get home, I leave my phone in my room and I do whatever I need to do out there. Like, I create space, essentially. And it's, like, trying to, like, just, like, make a conscious effort that, like, I don't need my phone constantly. And it feels weird. Like, when you're working on it, like, and I'm, like, sitting there and I, like, reach for my phone and look around and I'm like, oh, I don't have it. But that's okay to not have it. Like, you don't need to have it with you. And that's definitely just, like, a lesson I'm, like, learning and, like, continuing to learn about having healthy boundaries, like, with my phone. Because in all reality, anything that you're getting on your phone, like, it can wait. Like, people call me all the time. People text me all the time. Like, all my friends are probably listening to this. Like, oh, this is why Taylor doesn't respond to me right when I want her to. But I've had to come to a conclusion that, like, what's best for me and what's best for my headspace is to create distance between me and my phone. And if that means someone has to wait 30 minutes for me to respond or someone has to wait an hour for me to call or a day for me to call back, I don't care. Like, that's not worth, like, the cost of, like, my mental health and, like, my mental well-being. And, yeah, it's it makes people mad. 
but I've decided that that's what's best for me. And so sometimes you just need to breathe. And honestly, a lot of these messages probably aren't that important anyway, and they can wait. And people just have this weird, like, construed, misconstrued version of, like, now that we have phones, like, you need to answer within literal seconds. And that's just not true. And so I don't do it. And it's not people's expectations are starting to be really low about my response time, and I'm okay with that. So definitely have a healthy relationship with your phone. My next tip would be to categorize. Oh my gosh. So everyone, um, I was going to say everyone knows, but why would everyone know this? So basically with guys and girls brains, they're like built differently. I was told this in like my high school English class that boys have waffle brains and girls have spaghetti brains. Whereas like the waffle brains, you can compartmentalize and put things in boxes, like the little waffle boxes. And basically what happens in these boxes is like in one box is like their relationship with the Lord. And in one box, there's how they did in football practice. And in one box, it's that they're hungry. And they can like singularly focus on one of the boxes at the time. Whereas girls, like they can't singularly focus on anything. Like there's constantly like 17 other things like going through our heads at once. And so I have to be really disciplined about categorizing because I found that when I'm getting overwhelmed or, like, I have a lot to do, I let, like, an L that happens, like, maybe in my advertising class carry into how I'm feeling about recording the podcast, which carries into, like, how I'm going to, like, be on Instagram, like, doing my social media work, which carries into, like, how I talk to Hunter late at night. And, like, it's just, like, adds up, adds up, adds up and builds, and then it gets so muddy. Whereas, like, just getting better of, like, categorizing, like, if you really want good balance, you can't let one part of your life outweigh everything else. And so it's, like, this teetering scale where you're, like, okay, this was bad today, but I'm not going to let that ruin, like, the rest of my day because that's not good balance. And so I am currently working on that. I've definitely got – I've just seen how much better, like, if I'm actively, like, okay, I'm upset at this person right now. But I'm about to go have a great workout, and that's okay. Like, and I don't need to think about it. And it's like, if you are able to categorize, you're going to, like, feel so much better. Because it's like, you don't have to, like, constantly have this, like, train. And it feels like it's just getting louder and louder and heavier and faster. And it's, like, one thing after another. And you're, like, adding cable cars as you go. And by the end of the day, you are a literal train wreck. Okay? And so this categorizing and, like, putting things in boxes, it's not going to happen naturally. And so you have to be super, super aware and, like, consciously say, okay, I'm not going to let this affect my relationship with my best friend. I'm not going to bring this negative attitude into this lunch. Um, I'm going to ha- I'm gonna be optimistic when I'm studying for this test, even though I didn't do well on the other one I took today. Like, you have to categorize or else you're not going to be able to balance everything because it's just going to be train wreck every single day, because nothing's going to go right every day. Like, something's bound to go wrong every single day. And so if you let that one thing take captive of your day, you're not going to have any good days. And so that would be my encouragement there about categorizing. My next advice would be to rest. Wow. This was not some a concept that I understood before I came to college. Like, sleep was just a waste of time, in my opinion, But what I've learned, like, if you're trying to accomplish anything, you have to rest or or you just won't do it. Like, at some point, you're going to burn out. And so if we're trying to avoid burnout, we did an episode about burnout, like, a month ago. If we're avoiding burnout, 
you need to be getting sleep. And my recommendation is you need to be at least getting eight hours of sleep. And for some of you, you're like, duh, I sleep for like 10 hours. And some of you are like, uh, I sleep for three. If you're trying to be efficient and you're trying to properly balance your life, you need to be resting because that's part of the balance is the sleeping, right? And so, like, I saw this one TikTok that I was inspired by at the time, but it was like, if you sleep till nine every day, like, as opposed to waking up at six, you'll get an extra 58 days in a year. But I'm like, but the thing is, is if I'm getting up at six every day and then I'm cranky and I'm like not getting, like, if I'm only sleeping five hours a night, like, and I'm not getting proper sleep, like, I'm just going to be cranky and miserable all day and not be able to, like, actually function. And so just, like, do a little audit on yourself about, like, how much sleep you actually need. But, like, if you want to be efficient, you need to rest. And rest doesn't even just mean sleep. Like, sometimes you just have to sit on the couch and think about nothing or watch TV and just be lazy. Like, scroll on TikTok. Like, sometimes you really do need to just, like, rest and recharge because if you're never resting and you're never recharging – like, the efficiency's gonna run out. Like, eventually, like, your tank is going to be empty, and you're gonna have nothing to run on. And so, you need to be resting if you're trying to have a balanced life. And I, I feel like, for some, like, workaholics, which I relate to, that, like, sounds counterintuitive, because you're like, I'm wasting an hour, I'm wasting two hours, when I could be doing something else. And, like, so I can balance all the things I'm doing, I need to stay on top of it. But it's like, you physically, okay, maybe you get through the day and you get a couple extra things done, but over the long term, the rest is invaluable. So you need to be resting. And my last piece of advice for y'all would be to prioritize things that make you happy. I know that kind of sounds cliche and stupid, but enjoy your life. <laughs> I, I, there comes to a point where if the balancing is too much, and the things are outweighing your happiness, what is the point of doing them, you know? Um, I look at my load, and I look at my schedule, and I look at all the things I'm doing, and it, I can think of 12 different things that are constantly circulating through my head at once. Like, I mean, I can, like, list them off right now. Like, I'm thinking, okay, how am I sounding on this episode? Like, is this working for me? Is it, Am I giving good advice? Is this is this episode good? Are people going to learn something from it? But then I'm also thinking, how many downloads is it going to get? And I'm thinking, okay, I need to make Instagram content for this episode. But then I'm also thinking, has that guy messaged me back for the nonprofit that I'm working for? I need to make sure that he's messaging me back. And then I'm looking at another tab on my screen. Oh, my gosh, I need to email this professor. And then I'm like, oh, I need to fill out that application. And it's like, oh, I need to send over that email okay, wait, did I do everything for wedding stuff? Oh, I need to call my mom. Okay, I also need to call Hunter. And it's like, oh my gosh, my room is so messy. I really need to clean it. I should probably organize my t-shirt drawer. The kitchen was messy. The dishwasher needs to be unloaded. Um, like, it, I, I could just sit here and just, like, go through, like, the filing. Oh my gosh, there's so much schoolwork to do. Oh, forgot about that one. I could go through the filing cabinet in my head of things that I need to do. But at the end of the day, you need to be enjoying what you're doing. Not everything you do you're going to enjoy, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I do plenty of things I don't enjoy because I need to do them. But if you're just finding that in your attempt to balance your life, in your attempt to find, like, a healthy relationship between, like, that's the point. Like, that's why y'all are here, and that's why you clicked on this episode, because you're saying, how do I do all of these things, but then also just, like, enjoy my life? Because that's a big part of the balance, like, what are you living for? I mean, I don't mean to ask these deep philosophical questions, but like sometimes it really puts into perspective like the club that you're in that you don't care about. Like what are you living for? And it's like, why am I even in this? And sometimes like we need a little like nudge to be like, girl, 
you do not need to be involved in that or you can drop that campus organization or are you do you really need to volunteer like you don't have time to do that or like you do not need to pick up an extra job things like that like you need to make time for relationships and recreation period like you cannot be like putting like lunch with your friends or like hanging out with your friends or like having one-on-one -on -one time with like people you really care about or any relationships that you have like on the back burner to like getting tasks done there are days when you are going to have to choose the tasks but if you can do an audit of your time and think about like in the last month have you made time for anyone then your tasks are like living your life for you and that's like a scary reality to set in and if you're finding yourself being like oh my gosh i'm literally living for my to-do list it's not too late you're not too far take a step back once again maybe restart this episode and think about okay i need to start cutting things that don't serve me but you just seriously look at your life and think about what you're enjoying and like what's making you happy like i mean this has really been the thing that i've just had to live by especially going into my junior year where it's just like pressure's been on like i have after the semester one more semester of college until this season of my life is over and so i cut a lot of things so that I can like make time for my relationships because that's I've said this a hundred times but that's why I came to Sanford was for these really great relationships and it's like if I'm not prioritizing or investing in them like what's the point of me being like VP of a organization or what's the point of me getting like a perfect GPA like I don't know it just like puts some some perspective and so definitely take some time um, after you're done listening to this episode, so maybe just like write down everything that you're doing and like make sure it's all worthwhile to you. Um, and seriously, like maybe like compare how much time you've spent with friends this past month versus like, getting work done and decide if that's something you want, you know? You can't do meaningless tasks that don't serve you. You just can't. Um, we literally have one life <laughs> and you're only this, whatever age you are now. Like that's it. Like there's going to come a day where I'm no longer 20 years old. It'll come in September. And so it's like, if I'm not doing 20 well, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm in college. Like, why would I be, like, overworking myself to, like, the point of exhaustion? Like, I'm here to, like, have a good time and be happy. And so prioritize the things that make you happy and make sure you're actually living your life for you and not your to-do list, and not for other people, and not for the purpose of getting things done, or climbing this never-ending ladder of success. Because you'll never get to the top. And so, that's my encouragement for y'all to balance your life, and to just, like, maybe do a little audit on yourself. Um, seriously, if you guys have any questions, slide into my DMs. You know you can ask me anything. Um, I would be happy to talk about that. Um, I'll be doing a Q&A this week on the Instagram account about balancing life where you guys can literally ask me anything like if it's like a specific scenario that you have a question about or whatever. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the She's Going Places podcast. It seriously means the world anytime any of you download these episodes. If you haven't ever gotten a chance to, make sure you go down below and subscribe. And if you've been loving this podcast or this is your first podcast and you feel so inclined, it would mean the absolute world to me if you went down below and left us a review. Five stars, the whole thing. I love to read your reviews. It's seriously, it's such a game changer for us on Apple Podcasts, but it also just makes my day genuinely so thank you to someone everyone who's actually left a review so far um make sure you're going down and following us at, at she's going places podcast on instagram 
We have so much fun and amazing content for you to go see. We post polls for episodes. We do Q&As. I vlog. I post TikToks and Reels and super fun pictures. And so I would love for you to go join me over there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I love you guys. And let's go places together. Bye.